back to the CDL podcast channel. Uh, and this episode of the podcast today going to be kind of an interesting one because Kyle and I are struggling out here to continue to find um, some topics because the news department has been about as dry as it can get. We had pretty much all the rumored rosters come out and basically nothing substantial since. Um, hasn't been a ton of news coming out at all, so we've kind of been brainstorming ideas. I think we cooked up a pretty good one for uh, for you guys today. But we'll get into that a little bit later. We're obviously going to discuss some news first and then get into kind of our bigger topic for the podcast. It's been a little bit, but news has been dry. So we're just glad to at least hop on the podcast, hop on the mic and get something out to you. But uh, before we get into the news, Kyle, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm thirsting for the news. Um, <laughs> the you know CDL until has been quiet. I feel like uh, you know, all, all of the major... Uh, you know, leaks and stuff have been pretty quiet. We're not really getting much Vanguard news. And no. I mean, unless unless you like want to go dive deep into like the, the Optic podcast and the, I guess LA Thieves is doing a podcast now too. So I don't know. It's like you Mario really in the go, background. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you really got to go digging deep. So, uh, but, uh, but, you know, the mainstream stuff has been pretty quiet. But, uh, always, but like I said, like, uh, it's always good to be on the mic. So, Looking forward to it. Yeah, it's always a fun time, and I can't wait till we can regularly, easily get back on with matches and like the most simple stuff to discuss to really dive into. But for now, we're brainstorming ideas, uh, and we'll get into a little bit of the idea. Basically, it's kind of like a build a perfect pro for each position, uh, and we'll explain that a little bit more when we get into it later. But that's what you got uh, coming up. If you guys are listening on the audio platforms, make sure to drop a follow. Uh, those have been the last three or four episodes have been uploaded on there, and then obviously, if you're on YouTube. Um, the support's been awesome lately. Uh, I'd appreciate if you guys drop a comment down below on some of your thoughts throughout the podcast, like a lot of you do, and then leave a like on the video and subscribe if you're new. But uh, without further ado, I think we'll get right into the news. Uh, there's actually been like maybe a little bit better news this podcast than we've had the last couple because we actually have like some confirmed rosters and some like retirements and stuff to talk about. Uh, the first one, probably the most substantial thing of the last couple weeks. Uh, is the Mutineers roster. Uh, we kind of knew it was coming, but we got the actual like official starting lineup confirmed because we didn't really know between like Yees and Dave Patey and even Havoc like, who the four was. Uh, and it was announced that Skies, Big Wake, Havoc, and Dave Patey are the starters. Uh, and even in the video, they said are the starters for now, uh, which doesn't give you a lot of confidence if you're one of those starting players. Uh, they said Yees is on the bench. Um we can get some of your thoughts, Kyle, but like we can we can discuss this one a little in depth since we don't have a lot of news. Yeah, I mean, I don't like this. This is obviously what the roster was when uh, you know Crone leaked it a while back, and you know it was underwhelming then. Yeah, and, you know it it, it kind of continues to be underwhelming. Um, mm-hmm. You just kind of just wish they would have done more. You know, some of the other other. Um, you know, people in the COD media have speculated that you know maybe they're they're working within the constraints of their financial situation. Mm-hmm. Like they they weren't able to go out and you know buy out a uh, you know a Vivid or somebody like that. Um, you know, bring in some big names. So uh, you know, maybe you have to give them the benefit of the doubt. And uh, you know, I, I I like Skies as like you know a staple AR. Um, I think he's proven himself enough. Uh, you know, Big Wake had kind of a, you know, up and down year um, in Cold War. And, you know, I, I feel like Havoc, Dave Patey, and Yeez are kind of like the bigger wild cards for me. Um, 
be interesting to see if they stick with that five or maybe like even bring in another guy if things aren't going well um those are just my initial thoughts yeah i 100 percent echo everything you said except for one thing i question and you're not gonna know the answer i don't know the answer because we're not on the inside but the weird thing to me is like i've i've hearing all this like yeah money constraints and stuff but the weird thing to me is what did they just get rid of neptune for free like neptune is let off this roster i mean Technically, we don't know officially he's on New York, but that's what everything points to. And he must have been a pretty high buyout or high demand player if Krim and Clay wanted to play with him. Uh, and he's going to a pretty high profile team like New York. Like, did they just let him walk for free? Did they get cash back for him? If they got cash, what the heck did they do with the cash to not sign any like players like that were new or any players that were big salary? Because like he's and Dave Patey must be decently small contracts since this is their first shot in the league. Like to me, I just I guess I don't really know what they're doing here. Um, I guess I I heard like accuracy talking uh, a little bit about it on the flank with like if you're gonna keep big wake and skies you might as well not run it back with them as the AR and the flex again because clearly that really hasn't worked since like the beginning of them teaming in modern warfare which I get like I don't mind trying big wake on the sub but if you're gonna try him on the sub I'd rather you pick up like use the money from selling Neptune to get vivid uh from the bio from Dallas or something and like put a more like high ceiling sub next to big wake than havoc. Cause I feel like vivid has a higher ceiling or in my opinion, I feel like you could have gotten decent money selling big wake to like the NRG spot or maybe even Seattle or something. Cause accuracy seems to talk high of him. He might've taken a shot at him in the flex or something. And like, cause obviously Neptune and big wake weren't staying together. Clearly there's some, um, little beef there or not like they didn't really want to play together, but like, I just don't know why they didn't keep Neptune unless he was completely able to like force his way out and refuse to play or something. Like seems like they could have built around skies and Neptune and had like a pretty solid team. I don't know if you agree with that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough to know, especially since we're, we're so in the, in the blind about contracts and uh, you know, if, if these guys were on one plus ones and then, you know, that would mean now you're, you're signing skies and big wake to new contracts maybe. Yeah. Um, and havoc for that matter um i don't know it's just it's it's tough to know and then uh yeah i mean your your point about you know neptune walking uh or you know he's not on the team so you know he he's obviously you know unrestricted or i i guess he'd be unrestricted i don't know uh yeah it's just it's kind of confusing um to be honest for you know somebody that's you know, spectating on the side and just and just essentially going off of like, you know, CDL Intel and stuff like that. So um. Yeah, and it's just like it's it's very weird because like it doesn't like appear that they got anything in return really for him. And it's like it's also confusing to me. Like like this is why I wish we knew the contract situation because like I feel like Skies, maybe Big Wake not as much after the end of the year, but I feel like Skies has a very high stock. I think he gets along with all the other pros. Like Big Wake doesn't seem like he has as many friends in the community, so maybe he would have a harder time finding a team. But like, if Skies was an unrestricted free agent and just like decided to return to Florida, that feels weird to me because like he, I feel like he's probably not happy with this roster because like he hasn't had success with Havoc and Big Wake in a while now. Um, and I don't think like Yees or Dave Patey are gonna change that like and flip him to like a top three team or something. So like, I feel like Skies would have like maybe explored options to walk and like maybe build his own team on Seattle or like see if he could build his own team in like another spot. Like 
and he would be highly sought after. Like people want to play with Skies. It's just it's, it's just, this whole situation is weird. I feel like there's something missing that we don't know about. Like that's that's basically my takeaway. Yeah, I mean that is a possibility. Uh, you know, apart from not knowing the contracts, I don't even so much care about like at this point. I'm not going to cry about like I want to know exactly how much these guys are taking no. in. Like. But it would be nice just to know, like, okay, hey, we signed these guys to one plus ones, uh, just to know, like, the contract situation. Um, yeah. But I don't know. It's because you, I don't imagine anybody in the league is on, like, a multi-year deal, like, multi-year guaranteed. But who knows? No, I don't. I, yeah, I agree. I don't, like, you need to know what they're making down to the penny every year because, like, whatever, we're not at the stage where they're making, like, insane money in, like, like pro sports. Like, they're making good money, but, like, they're not making millions and millions every year on their contracts. Like, I don't need to know their amount of money. I would just like to know, like, hey, here are the free agents. So you can do kind of like you do with like the NBA or NFL. Like, here's a list of the top free agents. Like, where should they go? Like, that'd be like something fun to talk about. And it would give the league a little more buzz. I just, I, I, don't, I don't get it. And it makes the Mutineers roster like extra confusing, I guess. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just a messy situation. And I feel like we're not going to know until like maybe at the end of the year, if, this whole team just blows up and has a terrible year and skies leaves. Then maybe we'll finally hear about what all happened. Kind of like a little tell all that people seem to do um, after they finally leave an organization, kind of like octane just saying how much of a mess and like nubsy saying how much of a mess surge was. Maybe, maybe we'll get something like that, but that's weird because you don't like from everything we've heard, like the owner Ben of Florida and like everybody seems to like love the organization. So I don't know something weird's happening there, but you ready to move on to the next thing? Yeah. All right. Kind of speaking a little bit of Florida, uh, this is just kind of a funny, like nothing, this isn't too deep or like anything specific um, that we really need to dive into here, but I kind of thought it was funny uh, on Twitter, the Seattle Kraken, I believe they're an expansion team uh, for the NHL. They like kind of had like their hype video for their team and they posted like um, this like hype video and their slogan was fear the deep. Uh, And obviously, as we know, the mutineers have been using that. They started with the fear the deep and then after um pharaoh's passing uh and his nickname being f3 they like changed it to the f3 uh in fear for fear of the deep and it's always been like their slogan kind of cool um kind of a cool way to honor pharaoh too and then all of a sudden out of nowhere the seattle kraken say hey fear the deep's our slogan and then like the whole cod community it's obviously very strong on twitter was like posting in the comments saying like hey you stole this from florida stole this from florida mutineers and like i don't know i thought it was kind of a funny uh how the COD community like banded together and was like, Hey, you know, uh, are you going to pay Florida for, for stealing their name and stuff? I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I think like we were, when we were discussing this earlier, I was like, fear the deep is actually a really good slogan for like, you yeah. know, kind of a, a, uh, a, you know, an oceanic, <laughs> like a yeah. thing. Um, and mutineers, mutineers is a really good name. I really like their whole like branding and logo yeah. and stuff down there too. And, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe Kraken ripped it off. Uh, maybe maybe Kraken doesn't even know what the Call of Duty League is, but uh, who knows? Um, I think I'm biased towards Fear the Deep, too. Being a Bucks fan just reminds me too much of Fear the Deer. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> change, one, change one letter. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I really do like what, uh, what Florida's done with the, you know, F3 Fear the Deep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think they still have their originality with it, too. And, uh, I mean, maybe the, uh, Seattle fans will be a little bit miffed about it, but you know, I don't really care. I, maybe I think we'll get Florida, some, 
Maybe we'll get some NHL fans to come watch the COD League now that they had all these people in their comments. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Hockey and COD crossing doesn't seem like a likely combo, but maybe maybe that's the one take we have from it. They steal the slogan so we get some more viewers. Who knows? We might beat the NHL in viewership anyways. I don't know how much viewership they get. <laughs> yeah, me neither. All right. Next thing, kind of another minor thing. Um, Silly announced that he's going to be competing in Challengers uh, with Mox this year. Uh, and he basically said it. he doesn't know if he's going to get another shot in the Pro League with everything that happened. Um, I mean, he was getting flamed on Reddit. I saw after the anti-cheat post came out for like Warzone getting an anti-cheat in the next game and stuff. People said like, well, Silly's retiring because the anti-cheat came out, which that mean, I got, they're just violating the guy on Reddit. Um, but he's competing with Mox. I mean, it'll be interesting to see because uh, like, while he may not have been like a top tier pro, he still held his own and he's a good player. Um, and Mox also is a very good player. Uh, he just is a couple years removed in BO4 from being like one of the top ARs. Um, so they're two very good players. I feel like if they get uh, a couple of good SMGs, if Silly plays a flex like he likes to, and they get a couple of good SMGs, like they could make some noise in challengers, and um, maybe like Mox could find a way to like sneak onto a team as an AR if we get some expansion off this, or like I feel like if expansion comes next year, maybe if they both have a good year in challengers, somebody will pick them up. Um, but just kind of interesting to see that he's still deciding to compete because I, I guess I didn't really know what was going to happen with everything that came out. I didn't know if he'd be kind of like exiled to the side of the league because he was already kind of on the fringe of the league. Um, but just interesting to see. I'm interested to see how they do. I think they could have uh, some success if they can find two good teammates. Yeah, I mean, one of my thoughts is that, you know, some of these like established pros, quote unquote, um, you know, sometimes, you know, as we've seen in the past, you know, year or so now that we've had uh that we've gone into franchising is that you know these established pros don't really they're not going down and like they're not world beaters and challengers Mm -hmm. they're you know uh you know we saw the you know obviously like in uh challengers champs we saw the you know the, the we are trying now squad uh you know edge out built by gamers and you know built by gamers had a few x pros on it um as well um yeah. you know at least at least like x uh you know franchising pros you know, like got x and kismet and pander mm-hmm. um but you know like you had like guys like zinni and uh you know people they i mean he didn't finish like you know he wasn't like beating down the door in challengers so part of me thinks that you know maybe they don't want to go down you know it's kind of like they're kind of at a point in their career where they have to really decide like because if they don't perform well in challengers, their stock's going to go down. And maybe that's where you kind of have to decide, like, do I want to just go content? Do I want to, like, hang it up forever and just kind of, like, rejoin society in a sense? Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it um, because, you know, it's not like Silly has the, 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 the highest stock to defend either. So, I mean, I guess his no. stock could only go up. He almost has nothing to Being lose in, in challengers, a sense. right? Right. Well, I mean, it's not like like if he doesn't play well in challengers, then he's probably not gonna ever be in the league again, unless we have like massive expansion. But you know, who knows? It's just an interesting topic for me. Uh, I agree. And and I mean, also, like with that anti cheat, like if it goes into like I think it's more focused on Warzone, but if it goes into like actual, um, like. Uh, like private match like all that stuff like multiplayer i'm interested to see how that could affect it because like i believe he's a spanish player this year in challengers i could be completely wrong he could be from na he could be from apac i don't remember where he's from but i'm pretty sure it was eu and he was from spain or like some spanish team like 
this team would make it to top 16 like every tournament apparently and then you had to start streaming at that point to like prove you weren't cheating and every time he started streaming i'm pretty sure they got 3-0'd like immediately out of the tournament and like Mm -hmm. everybody knew this guy was cheating and i'm like I don't know. I wonder how many. I'm sure it's not a lot. I, at least I hope it isn't. I'm, I'm wondering how many like challengers teams actually had a cheater, and maybe they didn't even know he was cheating on their team, and like they kept making it like far without knowing it, or maybe even knowing it. Hopefully not. Um, but I'm wondering if that'll help. Maybe some of the more established players start to do well. I mean, I'm assuming all these top teams they weren't cheating, but you never know. Maybe they got knocked out early or something because like a lot of EU teams I believe did from this one cheating team. But I wonder how that'll work. But it's a really interesting topic because like technically like you would think like in a logical sense like in a sport like if an nba player has to go down to the g league which would be like the equivalent of challengers they would go dominate so it is it is interesting to think that like technically in that sense then a guy like silly should go down to challengers and just dominate because he's a pro but that doesn't happen yeah yeah i mean like like i said just an interesting um i don't know i guess we'll have to see you know who's shining in challengers who who the consensus players are to like, you know, be the first ones to get called up. And yeah, there's some guy um, we have barely heard of. That's probably going to end up being a superstar next year when he gets the call up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, you know, somebody's going to come out of, you know, nowhere and be the next, like, uh, standy or somebody, you know, like, yep. uh, yeah, but, uh, and, you know, challengers struggles a lot to get, you know, viewership and, notoriety anyway i feel like the only people that talk about it are like i hold shift and you know and yeah you know, he, he he i mean he's doing god's work in the challengers scene but uh <laughs> but yeah i mean uh yeah so ho- hopefully uh you know challengers continues to grow and you know gets more support from uh from from the le- from you know from the cdl um but yeah all right I think we're good for the next topic, which is like the other kind of um, like important one we really wanted to get to, which was Silly's teammate from last year, uh, Apathy, uh, retiring. Obviously, one of the all-time great SMGs, maybe one of the top 10 players of all time. He's right in there um, in that mix for it. Uh, one of the all-time greats, I believe, seven-time event winner, two-time ring winner. Um, one of only two players to make three straight COD Champs Grand Finals, which is just absurd to think about. Um, definitely one of the all-time greats. Uh, and I tweeted something about right after he retired. Like, I'm hoping he doesn't get remembered for his CDL years because his two CDL years were underwhelming. He was on the surge the first year in Modern Warfare where they just were terrible. Um, and then he was on, obviously, LAG this past year for Cold War where they were also terrible uh and like i hope he doesn't get remembered by that from like a lot of new fans because like if you just watched the last two years and that's all you knew you didn't go back and look at history you think dude that apathy guy sucks like he's horrible but i mean the dude has two ranks he's one of the all-time greats i was really sad to see him go because he's also like one of the all-time like just good people and nice guys from uh obviously i don't know him personally but like every pro that talks about him you never hear anybody say a bad word about him and everybody just loves the person that he is and say he's just great for the community so Sad to not only see the player go because he's just one of the all-time greats, so it's fun to watch him, but also sad to see the person uh, leave the scene, I guess, for me. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think he's been doing pretty well on uh, on Twitch. Like, yeah. I feel like when, when these guys step away, especially like these more well-known guys and, you know, guys that are good in front of a camera and, you know, Apathy's... I, I remember watching uh, some of his videos in, in Modern Modern Warfare, actually. Like, he was making, like, you know, 
gun videos and like this is the new meta and all the all that stuff. So I mean, he's he's been establishing himself on other platforms uh, pretty well. And uh, but yeah, I mean, to to lose him in the competitive scene definitely, uh, you know, it's it's a blow. Uh, I definitely don't uh, devalue his last. Uh, you know, I I, I mean, I, I guess I don't put too much stock in his last two years compared to his body of work. Um, yeah. Going back into the early days of competitive. Um, but yeah, I mean, just uh, it's unfortunate that he kind of went out with a, uh, you know, kind of a dying ember almost. Uh, but I mean, I, I think that's more just the casualty of franchising and. Uh, yeah you know i i guess yeah so i mean and then he was kind of you know obviously he was on two of the worst teams statistically um in the cdl in modern warfare and cold war so yeah uh just kind of unfortunate but um i'm excited to you know obviously he's still going to be in the scene uh to some degree i'm sure uh you know gorillas bringing him back as a content creator isn't a uh you know, it's not a fluke. I think he's probably going to be involved to some degree in competitive content, whatever that would mean. And obviously having him, you know, around this LAG team that, you know, is totally revitalized now, at least on paper. And, uh, you know, maybe having like a veteran player like Apathy around just to like bounce ideas off of, I could definitely see him being like some kind of, you know, interim analyst coach guy maybe kind of a similar like karma figure to optic where they kind of just yeah. like they use him but he's not actually a rostered coach or something you know i don't know yeah That's, those are yeah, kind of my thoughts i agree with that a lot I, I like and he has a lot of history with i mean i'm trying to think if he played with any of the other players in the team besides obviously slasher uh he played with a lot um what a world championship with the guy the one thing I was thinking of when you were talking about um, how he had two bad teams is I just like went back to Black Ops 4 champs. Uh, they were up 2-1 with a chance to go to top eight on E United, obviously the eventual world champions. They're up 2-1 and they're up 247 to 180 in the hard point game four to eliminate them. And Apathy got too hyped. Grav slammed, like randomly used a specialist, killed a teammate. The hill got broken and then E United ran all the way 247 to like 180. They like beat him 250 to 247, came back. And they choked that hard point. If Apathy went to just like premature grab slammed his teammate getting hyped, they would have won that map, moved on to top eight, and he was going full donk mode. Like he was probably going to be the no doubt MVP if they ended up going far and they had an easy bracket like United did up to like the top three. And I think everything could have changed for the dude if he if he would have maybe not premature grab slammed and they finished top three or something. <laughs> and he is a potential MVP candidate. He maybe gets a better team going into Modern Warfare and the dude's playing. So lesson to everyone, don't get too hyped. But I mean jokes aside uh just a great career wish it would end better i feel like he still could easily be playing if he was put in better situations um if he would have been the veteran smg on some of these good teams uh i feel like he could still be a part of a top three team but i agree just sad to see him go but i'm also not as sad because it's not going to be a full goodbye like he's going to kill it in the content game like you said he's great on camera he's a charismatic guy um Hopefully he makes maybe a couple guest appearances on the desk or something. I kind of hope they do something like that with like the retired pros. Like 
bring karma on for like an appearance on the desk for a weekend and bring doug on screw it um bring apathy on bring aches on i'd love like i think that'd be kind of fun like rotating guys onto the desk for the weekend um at events and stuff just because like they obviously know what they're talking about like even if they've barely been watching the game they can come out there and talk cod like they know their stuff i think that'd be kind of a fun idea but if you're good with apathy stuff we can move on to our last piece of news before we get into kind of the bulk of the podcast yeah let's let's do it all right the last one i mean i don't have a ton to say on these if you don't but it's uh looney joining the minnesota rocker coaching staff uh when this was first announced i was really confused for a second because i saw like welcome coach looney and i thought they got rid of saint I was like, uh, like, yeah, Looney is going to be a fantastic coach. Great signing. But like Saint had the passion last year and your team won an event and like you're keeping the whole team together. So like I was like, wait, what? They got rid of Saint. And then I like saw like that he was coming on as assistant. I'm like, oh, fantastic pickup. Looney, one of the best minds that's ever been around COD, one of the best IGLs. Um, so in my opinion, great signing for Rocker. Uh, and then Revan returning to NYSL. Um, Revan is... I think he's one of the best minds in COD that's kind of unknown because he was never like a fantastic pro. Most notably known for being on a ghost team called E-Girl Slayers, one of the most legendary names uh, for a team <laughs> of all time. Uh, but I will never ever question Revan since at BO4 Champs, he was in front of the Telestrator uh, with a clipboard in his hand while he was the coach of EG Apathy's team. And they were choking away the maps against e United, and he was jumping up and down, screaming at the Telestrator where he was watching the game. And I've never seen passion like that in my life, so I'll never question this dude. He's got the passion. I love Revan. Um, I just I, I love the man. I think he's a great coach. I'm so glad NYSL brought him back. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was kind of weird Rockers announcement because they didn't like specify like we'll be joining uh, Saint. Yeah, give and, me a heart attack. And and Reppin, not Revan, Reppin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, I mean, I, I was like, did they just like axe their entire coaching staff? But no, um, really happy. I think Rocker, like I said, uh, super good culture. I've, I'm really high on Rocker. I, I think people that have listened will, will kind of think of me as like, maybe that's my favorite team. I don't really <laughs> claim to have a favorite team, but I, I just, I really like what Rocker is doing. Um, so yeah, uh, obviously, Looney joining. Uh, I mean, I I don't see it being a bad thing. I I mean, it, it's obviously going to be a, no. a an added benefit for them. Uh, obviously, and then uh, go, jumping over to Revan uh, rejoining NYSL. Um, kind of weird how they handled it because they kind of like yeah. they kind of like I I feel like a few months like right after Champs they like kind of tweeted like thank you Revan like whatever and it, it kind of seemed like he was off the team and then now they announced that he's returning or he, he's remaining with the team um so i don't know maybe his contract ran out and they hadn't renegotiated yet so they didn't know if he was coming or uh but yeah i mean obviously that nysl team uh has been you know uh, they've been a consistent like top half team since their inception in modern warfare they they won you know Throwing all the way back to uh, Modern Warfare, they obviously won their own homestand, mm-hmm. and then obviously they had a, a a lot of success this past year. Uh, you know, even with the whole Clayster taking a break deal. Um, but yeah, just super happy to see that uh, to see him return. Obviously, um, you know, he'll if if the rumored roster is true, he'll have Crim Six and Clay to uh, 
to kind of also help him with the uh, translate like, the him. Scene. Yeah. To be like the senior leadership kind of deal on the team. So, um, yeah, I I think two really good coaching moves. Um, I would hope to see, you know, more teams implement like the multi-coaching, multi-coach deal, uh, such as like, you know, uh, phase and rocker have, uh, exemplified, I guess. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean that really happy with, uh, with the coaching moves there. The only negative I have is when they let Revan go, I was secretly hoping if he wasn't going to get a coaching job that he would come back to the analyst desk. Cause first of all, he used to always cast with courage. They were roommates back in the day and he was a fantastic, uh, like color commentator for the analyst in game. Cause he was so passionate and also he that's me and my friends used to call him the telestrator man because he would always joke about getting on the telestrator like the dudes do on espn when they're like explaining a football play and they circle the players and stuff they would have segments in black ops 3 because the in between games was so long with the ban and protect they'd have segments where they'd go the game before and revan would like pick out film from the game circle players and spawns and mini maps and he would like explain why teams do what they did and why they pinch this why they push that why they manipulated this spawn and i learned half my cod knowledge in black ops 3 out this dude explaining maps uh, so I was kind of hoping they'd bring him back for that segment on the broadcast to like explain because like if you're a newer fan like there's some things that you think you understand that you're just like I don't get it at the level these pros do and he would like explain that and break down the way that pros think and I mean some people will be like yeah whatever I just want to watch the game like that's boring but to like all a different like portion of the fan base like that stuff is fascinating to me like inside the mind of a pro segment so like I don't know that was the only thing I thought of I was like damn i kind of selfishly wanted him to be back on the broadcast but obviously super happy for him and uh, i agree the moves are fantastic but um i'm ready to go into the build a pro unless you have anything else you want to say no let's let's do the build a pro all right do you want to kind of explain what we're doing yeah so um basically what we're gonna do is we're gonna build um you know the ideal cod pro for the three different positions that we have in the league so we're gonna build up an ideal SMG, an ideal flex, and an ideal AR. Um, the the one thing being is like we're gonna we're gonna obviously we're gonna collaborate on it together, and um, you know Ryan will break down the categories, but um, the the one catch is that we can only use each like so if if we list like Arsides once we can't use them again in the AR segment. Um, so it kind of makes us have to be creative with who we pick where. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, j- j- you know, so, like, with SMG, we can't just be, like, a Simpa busy Shotzi, like, all across the board. Um, we kind of have to get a little bit creative with that. So uh, do you want to highlight what categories we're going for? Yeah, so, like Kyle said, obviously, you can only use each player in each category once. So, like, if we use Simp for one category, he is done, can't be used again um same thing with any other player obviously all players won't be used except for ar will be an interesting one because there are 10 confirmed ars in the league and we're also that's another thing i guess there aren't technically 10 confirmed but we're going off the confirmed and rumored rosters so the 40 players that are on those so the 20 smgs the 10 flexes and the 10 ars are the players uh that we're basically choosing from to build them we're not gonna like bring in like people that aren't either confirmed on the rosters or on the rumored 10 rosters obviously minus the nrg minus the paris spot because uh, there's no like rumored or confirmed people. Uh, so we're going to be going off the players that are actually in the league. Uh, and then um, the categories, uh, some of them I don't really have to explain. They're self-explanatory. Uh, we have 10 categories for each uh, position. Gun skill, obviously their shot, self-explanatory. Movement, kind of their ability to stay alive uh, and how 
just like their overall like skill gap movement is a big deal with slide canceling. Uh, and then their game sense slash like playmaking ability, like um, their awareness in certain situations and how, how many times they can like pop that crucial like three piece by making a crazy flank and just like their playmaking ability on the map, uh, their leadership, that one's pretty self-explanatory kind of um, just how they, they lead a team, whether that's like IGL and communicating or just like philosophy of the team building um comms that one's pretty self-explanatory their clutch factor so this one's kind of like really really subjective obviously this is all subjective but that one's kind of really subjective like who you believe is clutch uh hard point snd gameplay pretty pretty self-explanatory as well they're out of game value which this one was interesting we discussed how we wanted to do it kind of like a combination of how vibey they are to use the word all the cdl pros would use um like how much they would get along with players and how easy they are to get along with um, as well as how marketable they are and how much value they bring to your team um, as like a marketable player that you can build uh, a fan base around and a content uh, base around. And then lastly, intangibles, which is kind of undefined, but like somebody you think just kind of has that like that it factor to them that like even if they're not the best player, you just like know when it comes down to it, they'll make a play for you and they're going to like do the right thing just like I don't know, just like they had that it factors, like the way I would describe it. But those are our categories. Uh, I think we're going to go SMG, Flex, and then AR kind of just down the list. Uh, and obviously, like we said, using one of each at each position, we're kind of going to discuss it and try to come to a consensus on our perfect player. Uh, we thought it'd be more fun, like I said, to just do only using each pro once because, I mean, it'd be boring to just say, hey, our perfect SMG is Simpa BZ Shotzi for everything. All right, on. So we're going to see how this goes. Uh, Let's start with SMG and we'll go down on the categories. Maybe gun skill first, Kyle. Does that sound good? Yep. Sounds good to me. All right. SMG, gun skill. I feel like the first couple might be pretty easy, but do you have a specific player in mind for a gun skill? You know, I'm looking at all the other categories and I, I feel like I'd like to put simp here just because the gun skill is like, you know, one of the cornerstone foundations to what makes a a good, you know, cod pro a good smg um yeah i don't know what do you think i 100 agree i think that's simps i mean he has obviously he's good at every single thing on this list but i think that's his best trade is his shot is unbelievable like i think it's like maybe the best shot in the league uh one of the things about smg that's interesting too is it's the one position that has more than the 10 like confirmed slash rumored players to go through so like we won't actually use every player once which makes it interesting some players will be left out uh I don't think there's a debate here. I think Simp is probably the best gun skill of any SMG, so we gotta take him. Uh, All right. I think the next category is pretty pretty easy too, unless you have a debate for it. I think Shotzi for movement. Yeah, I, I would. I was thinking like if I wanted to save Shotzi for something else, could I put like Havoc or sorry, not Havoc? I was thinking of I was thinking of Neptune. Sorry, Neptune. Uh, I um, can see Neptune, but. I just don't know where I'd put Shotzi that is yeah. better than his movement. Like, because right. like you can make an argument he has the best movement of all time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just don't know where I would put him that would be above movement. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 gonna go Shotzi. I was just like off the like off the rip. I was thinking like, oh, could I like you know save Shotzi for like some other thing? But you know, when it comes to movement, I don't think anybody is better than Shotzi. So. It only makes sense to keep them there. Yeah. And for those first two, like for like you guys listening to this, like those are obviously like pretty simple ones. But if there's one where like 
we have a couple players in mind and can't come to a consensus, we might just throw two people down for the time and then kind of come back and iron it out as we get down the categories. Um, but the next one is game sense slash playmaking ability. This one is a little bit tougher of a decision because there's not like a clear standout, at least that I can think of right off the bat. Do you have any players in mind that you wanted to go with? I was thinking Standy. Okay. I don't I mean, mind and, that and, one. And, and that is like super recency bias based on like his stage five and champs performances and like just his overall Cold War. But I, I feel like we saw him making a lot of like uh, plays, quote unquote, you know, like yeah. I, I, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of the other SMGs to. I was you know, thinking of BZ, but I have other things in mind that I'd rather use him for personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I also was thinking, also, I want to clarify, are we using Draza as the SMG and Kenny as the flex, uh, as a flex on Thieves? Just so we know we can't use Kenny in this category. Yeah, sure. I believe Draza is supposed to be the SMG. So Draza right. and Envoy would be the people that we could use from Thieves. Just so we don't like try to throw Kenny in somewhere and he's not actually right. eligible. Right. Um, Because I would say I feel like Draza has playmaking ability, but I would agree with Standy over him. I'm just trying to think. Like I don't really like think Neptune or Hydra. Uh, like Kleenex is an interesting one or something like that, maybe. Um. The Surge guys are just tough because we don't know much about them. Uh, I could see making an argument for like Asim here as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's true. As a playmaker, um, I think I like your pick with Standy though. I honestly think I would be I would be willing to go with Standy at least for now, unless we like maybe like think we want to use it more later. But I, I think pencil and Standy if if you're good with that. Yeah, I like that. I feel I feel like I agree. He he. When you need a three piece, it seemed like Standy would find one in the kill feed. Mm-hmm. Um, leadership, though, this is an interesting one because I feel like you don't normally think of SMGs as the leaders on a team, unless yeah. you think differently about it. It's usually like you think like your flex or your AR is more of your IGL. So this right. is an interesting one. Um, do you have somebody in mind? Because the I, the first one that comes to mind for me is Bance. I have yeah. So it was I was between him or Envoy. Um. Hmm. I I do like Bance though, just like based on what we've seen for two years of Toronto Ultra, yeah, and uh, just kind of how he's like, you know, he's not the flashiest player. He kind of he runs a very yeah. like you know unappreciated role uh, when it comes to like stats and you know being sexy on the map and stuff. But uh, I, I I feel like I I, I like Bance for this. Um, Unless you have somebody else uh, that you were thinking of, but I like Bance. I think I'm trying to go through like there's a lot of young subs that I don't necessarily know the leadership. I don't think Envoy is the worst pick, but at the same time, he was like the IGL for the first time, really, or like a big part of leadership uh, for like this last Chicago iteration, and we didn't see a lot of success out of them. And I don't know if that's obviously fully on him, but like. I feel right. like Bance was like the catalyst in a lot of ways to Toronto's success and like how organized they were on the map. And they were like the most organized team and Chicago was like maybe the opposite. Uh, and there's a lot of other factors that play obviously with that, but I, I think Bance and uh, is like the best value pick there. Like, I think he might be the best, like, like, and maybe the only IGL of the SMGs. Mm. So I, yeah, I think that's true. what I want to go with. All right. So we're we're sold on bands here. Uh, so next up we got comms, bold and, pick and, Hydra. <laughs> oh wow, yeah. 
the guy that barely speaks any English. That's not the right one. Um, I I was actually gonna say his uh, his teammate from last year, Asim. Ooh, yeah, Asim is a good one. The first one that came to mind for me was Envoy, but I think I like Asim better. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I I I definitely like the argument for Envoy too. Like he's very, um, you know, he he kind of jumping back to like the leadership. Like he he tried to be like the IGL communicator guy and. It, it seemed like it was like all him he was saying um so i i don't know if we really saw the value of his comms um but yeah. i i just i i always liked the uh the the new york listenings um yeah. i felt like asim was always giving some chatter about like you know just those micro comms like hey i'm picking this up uh watch this or like hey i spawned here just like the small just like the really small stuff that just keeps the keeps the game flowing um i don't know thoughts yeah i i like both asim and envoy i mm, i don't know are are we forgetting anybody though let's let's like i don't know i was like looking through and i'm like there's some like top players like like kleenex we consider like a top sub but i feel like he almost might get left off the list completely because the places that he's like the top in are like his gun skill, his movement, playmaking, but like he's just like a step below simp, shotsy, standy, and like all those categories, in my opinion. So like he might get screwed off the places he's really strong in. He's like top three instead of top one, which is what you need to be to get on here. Um but like I don't think he's like a comms wise guy. Then we've already used his teammate. Surge, you've got like Mac and Pred. I don't find a way to put them in anywhere. Subliners, I don't think I'm choosing Neptune or Hydra for comms. Um, right. We've already. Yeah, I, mean, I, I could see attached, but I mean, attached is going to clutch. Uh, right, right. Dra- I heard Draza has very good comms, but I'm not like 100% like knowledgeable on that. I don't think Hook has great comms. Afro nasty, not really sold any of them. The Florida subs, my lord, no. Although Havoc actually for comms, that would be the one place you maybe could put him. Yeah, yeah. You have Havoc screaming in your ear all game. Yeah, that might is a little bit of a weakness. I, I don't even. know. I don't know, but I, I, I think I think Asim might take it for me, unless you have a. I agree. Good, uh, I like Asim and Envoy right. in second place. I like Asim though. Yeah. All right. Clutch factor. Attach. Get him in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's Mister Ice. That's no debate. Attaches our clutch. We use both rocker subs. First two off the board. The first team to use both sub rocker. Yeah, I mean, I think we're saving. <laughs> We're saving the other like number two sub for uh, another category, I think. But uh, all right. So n- next up, we come hmm. to to hardpoint gameplay. See, this one's weird to me because, like, to me, the by far best hardpoint player uh, in the sub category is Simp. But obviously, we've used him for gun skill. Uh, and I was like thinking uh abizi here but also abizi's first blood ability in search is so valuable that it like i could see using him for snd gameplay um kind of i guess i i am like i don't know if you how do you feel about envoy in this because i have a pretty strong opinion on it yeah i don't mind envoy um i was trying to think of like do i like kleenex here maybe i don't know um, See, I'm kind of against. He didn't really here. stand out for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what other subs do we really have to. Um, I feel like Kleenex has to be in the debate here. Yeah, um, I think a guy like 
Scump could potentially be in the debate here. Um, I think you can put a dark horse and bet on somebody like Afro here. Uh, Draza could be considered. Obviously, Abizi. Um, one player I just looking through like the pictures of the teams to remind myself, I could definitely see Hydra being thrown in here. Hydra was Ooh. frying in respawn this year. I um I kind of like I kind of like Hydra. I kind of do as well. Uh, another dark horse would be like Hook. I think. I mean, Hook is a fry machine in the hard points and respawns, but right. seen a little less of him. But I mean, Hydra like in his first stage in the league, he had like a one point three in hard point in his first ever stage. I, I don't mind a Hydra play here. All right, so you I, wanna, I feel like well, Abizi is more valuable in search. Yeah. So you want to put Hydra here, and then I think we're both kind of sold on Abizi and SMD. Yeah, I also think Simp is potentially the best search player of the SMGs, but I feel like Simp, what he does is a little more replaceable, like playing for picks and stuff like that. And like, I think Abizi is a little bit less replaceable with his ridiculous, um, his ridiculous ability to get first bloods. Like every year, it's like Abizi has double the first bloods of any other player in the CDL. So I feel like he's got to be the SMD player. Um. But out of game value, this one's also kind of a shoe in for me, unless you have an argument against Scump. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I don't think so. I mean, I guess the, like playing devil's advocate a little bit, maybe you could say like, like I don't know, I don't exactly know what the vibes are. Um, you know, out of game, like you know, it, if if you're focused on getting better, is he really the best player to put around you? Um, but I mean, I, I, I think like the, the value outside of the game, like we're saying, um, yeah, I, I, I don't think there's anybody else you could really put in there with a clear conscience. No, I, I, I think like maybe attach would be your number two. If you wanted to use scump in a different spot, cause he's very marketable and very vibey, but like scump seems to get along very well with everyone. It's a funny guy. And obviously there's nobody that holds a candle to him in terms of marketability. Um, not only in the SMG category, but obviously everybody in the league, like he is by far the most popular and marketable player. So I think you got to put him in your out of game value. I mean, he could uh-huh. be used in a lot of other spots, but like if you have him on your team, you're the most popular team. So like he's got to be in this category. Right. Intangibles, the hardest one to really define, huh? Cause there's not like a real definition for it. It's just kind of that, that it factor. Um, some notable names, just like looking at the teams to remind myself, some notable names we haven't used. Uh, haven't used the Florida guys. Uh, haven't used the London duo that are very good. Um, haven't used Hook, uh, Draza, or have, we haven't used Envoy either. Draza or Envoy. Um, haven't used the Seattle boys uh, or Kleenex. Right. I was thinking, initial thoughts, I was thinking Envoy or Kleenex. Um, just like you know, I can't really put my finger on it, but I want them. You know, I want whatever they have as my sub. You know, like, um, yeah, I have a kind of dark horse pick. I don't know how you're gonna feel about it, but I was actually thinking like Draza a little bit because people talk about like everybody that talks about him talks about how passionate he is, and I think passion kind of goes into the intangibles category a little bit too, like Ooh. how bad you want it. And people say like Draza is the most passionate player like ever. Like he takes losing so hard and he wants to win so bad and he does it in a good way. Like he's not toxic to you, but he tries to get the best out of his teammates. So yeah. like I I don't know too much about seeing it firsthand, but like everybody says that that dude has the passion like no other, which plays into intangibles, yeah. I think. 
Yeah. Just just don't shell them on check. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm not opposed to that. I kind of like it, though. Um, I, I don't know, like, Envoy definitely is a good pick for this category, too, but, like, Kleenex, Kleenex is such a good player, but I feel like he's more for gun skill, movement, game sense, kind of. I don't know that I see him in the intangibles as much. Like, he's obviously right. a super good SMG, and it feels criminal to not have him as a part of your SMG, but, like I said, like, his three strongest categories... I feel like are where Simp, Shotzi, and Standy are, and I think they're all better players than him. So it's it's just tough. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm on yeah, the Envoy I'm, slash Draza train here. I'm d- I'm down for Draza if you are. Screw it. Let's do it. All right. It feels so weird to not have like Envoy or like Hooker, any of those guys as part of it. But uh, we can quick like read these off to like kind yeah, of go yeah, over wanna, our final wanna, thing. You want to recap it? Yeah. So with no repeats, we've got. Uh, Simps, gun skill, Shotzi's movement, uh, Standy's game sense and playmaking, Bance's leadership ability, uh, Asim's comms, Attach, Mr. Iceman's clutch ability, um, Hydra's hardpoint gameplay, Abizi's S&D gameplay, Scump's out-of-game value and marketability, and intangibles, we've got Draza. It sounds like a pretty darn good SMG player to me. Uh, I wouldn't want to challenge him. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. We can move on to the flex then. This one will get a little more interesting because we don't have as wide of a pool. Like we have the 10 players that are there and we have to use them. Um, so this one I feel like will be a little harder and a little like personally, I think that's why I want to say flex and AR for the last two because I think they'll be a little more interesting because you yeah. can't like say, hey, we don't want to use this guy. Like you have to use everybody. So we have to right. use the quite like, like I think we're going to look dumb at the end of the year for not using Afro anywhere, but like it's hard because he's so much less proven. But like guys like Sib, mm-hmm. we have to use for this. Uh, I think I have like my pick for gun skill, but I'll let you go f- first to see if you have somebody different. Maybe. Yeah, I was. Oh man, I I was thinking maybe. I was oh, thinking wait. Like, I, was I was thinking, thinking Dashy, but he's a main AR. Right, right. <laughs> I was thinking um. I was thinking gunless or big wake. Was, oh skill. shoot! Is big isn't. Big Wake technically a sub now though. Oh, with man. Dave Patey. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I guess, I guess that's. Uh, yeah, we both. So we both had players that aren't right. flexes in mind. Good start All for right. us. <laughs> All right. So, so what about Gunless? Then how do we? I like Gunless. I think I might want Gunless for like a uh, leadership or intangibles. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I can also see the argument for him on Gunskill. I'm just kind of trying to go through, like, like we're considering, I just want to make sure we have the right flexes. Like, we've got, are we considering Dave Patey the flex for Florida? I guess, I guess we ha- we have to name a flex on Florida, right? So I think it's got to be Dave Patey, because we have to assume Sky right. is going to stand a main. All right, sure. And then we're going to say Illy and Dashy's going to be the main. I believe Zero is the flex, right? And Gizmo's playing main on London. Uh, I yeah, let, let, let's call it that then. And then, yeah, then we've got Krim and um, Krim. Oh my god, I can't think of Minnesota. Uh, Priesta. Yeah, Jesus, Priesta. Uh, Kenny, on. another one that we can have uh, to define. dog man. Yeah, yeah, the brain's not All right. working. All right, so. Uh... All right, so who? <sighs> Gun skill. Let's. Uh... See, I don't. I have. The top two flexes, like clear in a way, I think I want to use in other categories. Right, right, right. Cami. So 
we let's let's pencil in gunless for now i agree and it's so hard for like a guy like dave patey because i don't like know anything about this dude do we do we want to like put anybody else up there like a gunless slash somebody and come back to it i think a kind of a dark horse because of how much good we hear about him i think i want to do like a gunless slash sib Right. I don't know like if we're gonna find a clear place for Sib and we've heard how nasty his like the one thing you can't question about him, like you can question his like teammate uh ability and like his toxicity a lot of people say, but like apparently this dude has the gunny like no other. So like if we don't find another spot for him, I feel like we could throw him up there. Right, right, right. All right. Um, so we'll keep it moving here. Uh so we go to movement next for our flex yeah. player. I've got Selium here. <laughs> right yeah I, let's uh he's just and, like you know because movement is also like ability to stay alive and nobody can stay alive like selium mm-hmm. i feel like we've got to use him here he just that's like he's obviously got a disgusting shot you could use him for guns you could use him for everything um but like i feel like his best ability is his ability to just be a snake no you know kind of he might snake a little bit but his ability to just stay alive in any situation is his biggest strength oh uh, yeah for sure all right Game sense playmaking. That's my other best flex right there. That's Cammy for me. Cammy. He is like the best it. playmaker in the CDL, I think. Leadership ability. Interesting one here. Um, so like an IGL flex, maybe. See, like this is another spot where I feel like Gunless could fit in. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it just because like we're kind of running. Actually, and I'm like, yeah. Hmm. I, mean, I was going to say zero, you... too. Yeah, I mean, do you want to put zero anywhere else, though? Because obviously we're going to use ten. We're going to use ten of ten here. Um, and like. Actually, you know, I guess... yeah, I do have somewhere else I want to put zero. <laughs> All right. So we could say we could maybe move gunless here and then keep Sib as our gun skill. Um. Yeah, let's do that for now. Cause I feel like, yeah, yeah, I feel like Gunless is a very good IGL. I feel like he's probably the best IGL of the flexes that I can think of right now. Um, yeah, I'm down for that. All right, comms. See, this is one where I thought we is another gunless spot. I feel like I'm putting him everywhere. I feel like this is a zero spot. Um, I also feel like this is potentially uh, like I guess we have to throw Dave Patey somewhere, but I know nothing about the dude's comp, so it's weird to throw him here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I could also see Kenny here, but I feel like we're wasting Kenny using him for just his comms almost. Right. Uh see, this is this is why it's hard when we're only doing. I think Pick it's a lot fun with the 10. <laughs> yeah, it it is. It is. But it's <sighs> like you're you got to spend somebody somewhere. Yeah. Um, I think I don't know if Priest is the best communicator. Uh, God, Gunless is the most flexible player of the flexes. You can throw him like everywhere. Um, I guess. Wait, hold on a minute now, though. Could we throw Krim in leadership? I completely forgot about Krim. And then put a guy like gunless into comms maybe yeah i guess we could 
if you're down because i feel like i mean i mean crim the winningest player of all time he's got some pretty good leadership it may be controversial but like he knows how to lead a team like leader yeah. on three world championship teams i feel like i feel like that might be the way to go maybe for now because gunless yeah. has great comms then our clutch right. factor um i personally think i want to use priesta here yeah i, I like priesta here he's He's part of the 05 or 04 comeback. He was part of the running through the artillery comeback for phase in World War II. Like, he's been a part of a lot of clutches. I feel like he's icy. He's part of that 100 Thieves. He was the guy that got the winning kill and that control to make that run. Like, he's been on a lot of crazy losers runs. He's, he's the guy for me. Hardpoint gameplay we're going to next. We've used a lot of the big guys. Oh. Man, so we've got like Kenny. Who do we have? We have Kenny, Dave Kenny's, Patey. Kenny Zero, Dave Patey. Um, and then one more. Uh well, Kenny Zero, Dave and Illy, Patey. Illy. Illy, Illy, yeah. Um so we've gotta use Dave Patey somewhere. He's the hardest one to use left because I feel like I have a spot where I really want to put everyone. Um do you want to jump to? Do you want to go out of order and fill in what we know, or yeah. what we? Yeah, and then we can try to see think. where we can fit them in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, S and D gameplay. I want to put Illy there. Yeah, I was thinking the same. Because uh, Illy's a shot caller. He's a legendary S and D player, one of the best of all time from his just his child days. Yeah, I think we got to put him there. Out of game value. This is an interesting one because it's another one where I really feel like you could use Kenny. But like it just feels like you're almost undervaluing him by using I don't him think, there. I don't think so. I mean, I, I, I mean, obviously he's got to go somewhere. Um, yeah. So I was, I was gonna say either out of game or intangibles. Yeah, um, and I think my intangibles guy is zero all the way. So I would be down to put Penny in a, out of game and intangibles zero. Yeah, that's fine with me. Because zero is a guy. He has that it factor to me. Like. I don't know. I think that and then I and then by default, Dave Patey hard point. <laughs> yeah, because like I don't want to throw him in gun skill knowing so little about him. I don't want to put him in movement or playmaking. Like comms, clutch and leadership are like such important things. I feel like throwing him in hard point gameplay like the dude is a fry machine from what we've heard. So like at least we think he would be able to just fry overall on hard point. I feel like that's also like one of the least important things is if he's got the shot of Sib and the movement of Selim and the playmaking of Cammy. Like he's gonna find a way to get the kills. Like right. I feel like Dave Patey's good there. All right, let's re so we'll recap the flex here. So gun skill, we got Sib. We got Cellium for movement, Cami for game sense playmaking, Crim Six is leadership, Gunless is comms, Priest is clutch factor, Dave Patey's hardpoint gameplay, Illy's S and D, Kenny's out of game value. Slash marketability and then uh, zero for the intangibles. I like that. I feel like there's maybe like a couple things we could to potentially like flip around, but I think everything is honestly, I think that's pretty good. I, I, I like use the value the best. All right. To the last category, you want to move on to ARs, which is another interesting yeah, well, one because it's only 10. Yeah, yeah exactly. So let, let's make sure we have all the 10 line, lined up. Uh, here yeah we've got um uh i'll go kind of in the list the order that we got arcities um 
dashy In- skies um insight. gizmo <laughs> yeah gizmo insights um we've got slasher octane yeah clay major maniac uh and accuracy yeah those are our 10 all right so gun skill um, dashy yeah, I think it's between Dashy and Octane, probably. Yeah, I mean, I'm. You might be surprised of where I want to put Octane, um, but I know I have a pretty good idea of where I want to put him too. So I'll be interested to see if it's the same. I think I'd rather have Dashy here, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just like pure gun skill, pure like, shot. He probably has the might have the best shot, like just pure straight shooting in the league. Yeah, movement. Interesting because ARs is where you usually see, like the least kind of like cracked like good movement. I want the hmm. slowest freaking AR ever. No, I'm <laughs> um, I've always been a fan yeah. of ARs that can speed it up, but I just don't. Hmm. I mean, I guess Mike Major Maniac is really slow, but I feel like he played like Dox and Bo4, and he had, he was like he played pretty quick, could speed it up. Um, like literally nothing comes to mind for movement when I mean Clacer falls off the map all the time. It can't be him. Uh like nothing really comes to mind for like anybody that has really good movement of the ARs besides like Dashy's kind of cracked. What if, what if we put like Gizmo here or some like just kind of like burn movement with like somebody that we don't really know that well? Yeah, because I don't, like I guess yeah, movement is maybe one of the least important categories for an AR. Like, yeah, and I mean. I, uh, like when we're reviewing our picks, like are we really gonna be like, oh man, we really burned our AR with movement? Like, yeah, it's more about like their game sense for their positioning, right? Than their movement, exactly. So. Yeah, I wouldn't mind burning him here because we don't know a ton about him. Yeah, I I would agree with that. It's not as important as it is for subs and flexes to have crazy good movement. All right, so if we're set with Gizmo there, uh, we can jump to game sense and playmaking ability. Yeah. Um so for ARs this would be like more like are they holding the right lines? Are they, you know, blocking spawns? You know, yeah. are they, you know, I don't know. Uh just so we can kind of like envision what the what the ideal like game sense playmaker AR is doing. Yeah. I man, I don't know. I feel like a guy like Clay is a potential play here. A guy like Arcides is a potential play. Uh maybe an insight. Uh I don't know. Do you have any other ideas for it? Because I I don't know. I'm kind of a little distracted because I kind of had an idea with Dashy if we moved him to movement, but we'll we'll get there when we get there. We'll we'll start feeling everything out to see how it looks. Do you have any other people that you think? For game sense and playmaking, I don't know. I mean, maybe uh, I was thinking maybe like Arcides or uh, yeah, possibly Insight. Like just yeah. playing. I don't know. Um, so we're kind of yeah. almost in the same boat. Like Arcides, Insight, Clay. That kind of that more like uh, besides, I guess Insight, like the more like leadership kind of ability and like positioning. I, I think. I think I'd be down to put Arcides here. 
I don't know though, because he's obviously like one of the most valuable ARs. You want to use him in like the most impactful spot. But like their their positioning and like ability to be in the right spot and like make like I don't know, just like make the right play all the time. I feel like Arcides does that. I don't know. He might be my pick here. Are you good with that, or do you have? Uh, I, I'm, I'm not like set in stone on that. I'm good with Arcides. I was thinking maybe we could also go in and like fill in like. We can kind of just jump out of order here. Yeah. If, if there's easier ones to fill in, I think that might make it easier for us to like relitigate like the whole dashy gizmo deal. Um, yeah. Cause I guess I, I think leadership wanna... would be clay, but like, I yeah, think that's so, an easy one to fill out. Right. So I was going to say clay or like accuracy maybe, but I wasn't sold on that. Yeah. Accuracy could be a good one too. RCs could also be a good one for that category. I, I like Clay though. I feel like yeah. he's a good one to throw in there. We can switch it around if we want to, if we feel like accuracy doesn't fit anywhere else or something. But I feel like accuracy might fit in our next category of comms. Yeah. Or even I, clutch. I could see him being in clutch. <laughs> yeah, th- three piece on Moscow. Yeah, and his that was his thing oh. in World War II when he really came in his own. He always did the ice in my veins celebration on the main stage. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, do we have another clutch? Major AR. Maniac, that dude. I mean, everybody on Minnesota is icy. Major Maniac's always been clutch. Yeah. Um, um, Slasher has always been icy. I kind of forgot about him even being in this category for a second for some reason. I don't feel like I've seen enough from Insight, and they blew a 4 lead. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like hmm, accuracy is very good for comms, but Slasher also has fantastic comms. Do we want to put Slasher anywhere else, though? Uh, He's, I, I'd be I'd be down to put Slasher in comms. I want to pencil in. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with. I don't know though. I like Slasher for clutch too. Shoot, well, we could we could, we could do we could do one or the other, like either. Accuracy or slasher for comms and either accuracy or slasher for clutch. If, let, if that's if that's the way we're leaning. I think let I don't know. I think I lean slasher, comms, accuracy, clutch for now, maybe. Alright. Although I really like slasher for intangibles too. Shoot. Well let's pencil that in for now. We can like shift it around if we don't like the way it looks. Alright. Then hardpoint gameplay would be the next thing. See, this is where my initial thought was to put Octane. But I could also see out of game value. <laughs> yeah, I was going to put Octane and out of game value. That's just like, because... It's just like the Kenny one, though. It's like, God, that feels so weird to put him in there because he offers so much in the game. Yeah, yeah. You know who else? I, a little bit of a hot take. Like, I think like Caesar Skies might not be the worst for out of game value either. Like he's he's got a nice brand going around and like people seem to love him and the whole invest in my setup and like right like i don't know that he's necessarily the worst pick for your like out of game because i feel like a lot of like some of the main hours like gizmo like he has no brand um major maniac isn't super popular outside for like content or anything neither is insight you've basically you want- got like your octane your slasher do you want to put major for S D? Uh yeah yeah just so we just so we can like get names off the board yeah I like major for S and D another S and D kid yeah that's a good one and then so just so we kind of like thin the herd out a little bit so we we're not like 
juggling too many names, and then um, so then jumping back to hard. Sorry, so jumping back to hard point. Um, I was thinking maybe insight. Yeah, just like just like the numbers he was putting down. And like, obviously, his team was obviously playing so well in front of him that he was just like, you know, he was getting fed kills. Um, But I don't know. I mean, unless we wanted to, like, jump around with Dashy Gizmo and Insight and kind of like shuffle those guys around. I, I almost I almost think you could potentially like move an insight into shot or gun skill, move dashy to movement and move gizmo down to hardpoint gameplay to throw him somewhere. But I'm also okay with I mean, the way it is now. Yeah, I mean also your your AR is pretty damn important in hardpoint too, so it's not like if if we're I I don't want to be facetious with like just throwing gizmo to hardpoint and being like, oh well like we don't really know a lot about him so we're just gonna have him be our hardpoint guy. Or like we're gonna yeah, take his hard true. point. That's just like the the one thought I had with like, I don't know. Um, I, I also and, think... and, and like and how how important is movement? Like, are we gonna really gonna like? Are we really yeah, gonna like on over important. having dashy be our like you know movement slide canceling AR or like because his gun skill is really unparalleled. Like it's really like top tier. Yeah, and, I mean. I don't know. Octane's nickname is literally the human turret for posting up in hardpoint and holding lanes. So I I don't know. I might want to put him here. I know he has crazy out of game value. Probably the best for the ARs. I I'm fine with putting Octane for hardpoint just because like it is so important. Yeah, I think I kind of want that. I think I kind of want him there, and then I think Caesar Skies is enough. Unless unless we think Skies is like really good hardpoint too, and Octane does provide the most value clearly in out of game. But I, I don't like, know. I feel like it has it's to be skies and octane and hardpoint and out of value, out of game value, and you just have to choose which one for which. I'm not too passionate about either. Um, like I, I, I think the the AR plays so much more of a crucial role in hardpoint than you know. I feel like than octane provides else. more consistency than skies too. Yeah, yeah, and then I'm also kind of future projecting too with what I think octane will do. Like he's kind of like. He's kind of hitting the reset button on his career, like you know, getting off of two two years of kind of subpar performances. Uh, yeah, I I really like Octane for Hardpoint. Um, I'm kind of I've kind of been convinced to take him out of the out of game value. Yeah, and I also think and like then, taking him out. I don't think Skies is at all. I think Skies is probably the well. I guess Dashy has a lot of out of game value, so maybe like I don't know. There's actually a lot of guys in here. Like RC is very popular. Clay is. Um, Dashy obviously is being on optic. Octane is skies. Even like slash like half the ARs are pretty popular. Too bad methods isn't here. Actually, like confirmed in league, he'd be perfect for out of game value. Oh right. Um, but that leaves us with who as intangibles. Um, could we use Gizmo? That leaves us with. Uh, do we use Insight yet? No, it leaves us mm. Insight. Wow, we didn't use Insight. That leaves us, I mean, and we can move this around now that we've got it all set, yeah, but it leaves us yeah. as, with insight as intangibles. Um, huh. 
which I feel like intangibles are very, very important. So this is also like, I feel like Gizmo has to be in movement because I think it's least important and we have the least knowledge. We have a lot of knowledge about the other players. Yeah. But like, I'm not taking insight in game sense over RCDs or leadership over clay or comms over slasher or even clutch over accuracy or hardpoint over octane. Like, I mean, the, the only thing I could think of is maybe move major and insight and like major maniacs intangibles. Um, not that that's devaluing major at all, but just like insight was yeah. really good in S and D as well. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the difference for me is I think major is an S and D kid, like literally grew up in that scene. I think he maybe is a better play caller, which is really valuable. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we're devaluing insight as intangibles either. Cause like he had that it factor. I mean, he, he came in and clearly had something special because Toronto went from a middling team to a perennial top two contender. Because, like, somebody has to be in a spot where it feels like they're almost being devalued in a way with only 10 players being here and they have to go in a spot. But, like, unless you wanted to, like, put him in game sense and playmaking and move Arsides to somewhere else. No, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good with what we got here. Uh, I don't know. Um, and and like you said, I don't think we're devaluing insight whatsoever. With like, like yes, he's the tenth guy selected here, but like, just having that like it factor, like I don't really know what it is, but I like it factor. You know, um, yeah. Insight, I, I I feel like, and obviously he was like, he was rookie of the year. Um, you know, just crazy, uh, crazy upside with that ultra squad and, you know, really like a top tier AR, like instantly. Yeah, I, I agree with it. I it just feel so weird to have him in there, but I like when I go through it, there's not like a clear, like, yeah, he's got to be here over this guy. Um, I think, I think we have a pretty good AR. We can read it. And if it really sounds wrong after I read it, we can switch it. But for now, we have it set as Dashy on our gun skill, Gizmo for the movement, game sense and playmaking ability, Arcides, uh, the leadership of Clayster, comms of Slasher, the clutch factor of accuracy, uh, the hard point gameplay of Octane, S&D gameplay of Major Maniac, the out-of-game value and marketability of Caesar Skies, Bueno, who invested in his game, and the intangibles of Insight. Uh, I don't know. I feel like reading it, I, I like it because... I feel like everything, like when I think of that player, the thing we have them listed on is one of the first things I think of. Mm-hmm. Like I think yeah. of Dashie's gun skill and Clay's leadership and Slash's comms and accuracy, the Iceman, like Major Maniac, he's a search guy, like Skies is marketable. I feel like everybody, I feel like everybody fits where we have them. Yeah, I mean, it's a, I mean, especially given that, you know, there's 10 flexes and 10 ARs, you know, listed yeah, in you the have league to use them. so far. I feel like we did a pretty freaking good job with, uh, you know, sticking them where where they're most valuable. Yeah. Um, and I mean, yeah, I mean, if we had more options or whatever, maybe we could have like jumbled some things around. But I think we hit on like the 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 core values of like what makes a a, a good COD player. And then, yeah, so I'm I'm, yeah. I'm pretty I'm pretty satisfied. And to reiterate too to people listening, like 
seems obvious that a guy like Methods could maybe go in out-of-game value, but we're only using the players that are either on the confirmed 10 rosters that we know of slash rumored. Um, so, like, if you heard somebody and you were like, oh, my God, the most obvious pick there is Vivid or something, um, he's technically not on, like, a confirmed or rumored of the 10 rosters, so we weren't using any players like that. Otherwise, it would have been just a jumble of picking from a million players um, that maybe even aren't even in the league uh, this coming year. So it would just be uh, a mess, but... That was pretty much what we had uh, for this episode for now. We want to do some news, uh, kind of cover this se- segment, I think. I mean, what do you have for thoughts on it, Kyle? I think it was kind of a fun little exercise to do because it's something kind of a little different um, and something that obviously we'll never know if the player is really good or not because you can never combine all these things, but like something kind of fun to imagine and like piece together what we think the strongest suit is of kind of every player at every position. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a for me it was a good uh like you said a good exercise to you know really think about about like you know especially given like more recent performances and you know how we think these guys will project out in the near future um you know what we would want to see in a good in an ideal you know cod player um i'm i'm happy with uh you know what we were able to to put up there for everyone uh but like you know, if you have some, you know, in the, in the comments, if you have some crazy, uh, if you think we got it wrong or whatever, like let us know. And obviously, we were just going with what the confirmed rosters were, so like there could be some some guys that are floating around there, like you said, um, that you know haven't been announced. Or you know, obviously, I want Zinni's out of game value. Like <laughs> I want him in all of my you know, content, ad spots. I want them cooking. I want them. Yeah, Chef Tony. Uh, I, I, I want them on Twitch for 13 hours a day. You know, all, all of this stuff. So, um, but yeah, so obviously we are kind of limited with that. Um, but also underrated for the flex. I wouldn't mind having Temp. That dude is comedy for my out of game value as a flex. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind having a guy like Temp. Like, but once again, not a confirmed guy. Uh, I don't know. There's just so many people. You could have Tiege for the SND gameplay for your subs, maybe. You could even have Vivid there, but those guys aren't confirmed. Uh, but that might be a fun thing to maybe revisit this next year after we see a year of uh, of gameplay out of some of the players and there's going to be some new faces in. That might be a fun thing to kind of do each offseason, something like this where you revisit it because players are going to go up and down in value, obviously, um, as the years go on and we see the performances. But if you've got nothing else you want to mention or close out before we wrap this up, I think we can kind of outro it and uh, get on our way. Yeah, let's. Uh, I, I, I'm all good. Let's wrap. All right. So that's been this episode of the podcast. It was kind of a fun one, kind of just something we we cooked up uh, with the exercise making a uh, player for each position. Uh, it was something kind of fun to do. Obviously, like Kyle said, throw a comment down below uh, if you thought. Dashy should have been used uh, for his out of game value or something. You have a hot take where somebody should go. Um, obviously, we use a guy like Scum for out of game value, but maybe you think he's more important to have his gun skill uh, or something. So let us know. Like, if you guys want to list out your perfect pro for a position or something, um, obviously using the the pros on the rosters that are confirmed or rumored like we did, um, we'd love to see him because you guys might build a way better pro than we did, um, and we'll realize it when you guys roast us in the comments for it. Um, but that's going to do it for this one. Uh, it was another fun one to record. Um, I think Kyle and I are both in the same boat when we say, God, we can't wait for the game to come out and the season to come out and more rumors and like preseason tournaments, S&D tournaments and stuff. So we just have more gameplay specific stuff to talk about because that ends up being like 
the best stuff to talk about when you're actually seeing real gameplay and have hot takes to offer and in-season roster changes and all the stuff like that. Uh, but that's going to do it for this one. I really appreciate you guys listening and all the support lately. Uh, if you're on the new audio platforms, uh, be sure to drop a follow. Also, if you're listening on Spotify, there's a poll feature. Uh, we might start adding in a random poll on everyone, and we can kind of see the results on the way you guys vote. Um, so if you're on Spotify, check down below in the description of the video. Uh, there might be a poll for you to vote on. There was one in the last episode. If you haven't done that, go back and check that out. Uh, and if you're on YouTube, uh, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed. Uh, that's going to do it for this one. This is Ryan and Kyle with the CDL Podcast, and we'll see you in the next episode next week with hopefully some more news to talk about. Uh, but that's going to do it. We'll see you in the next one. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great day.